Ultramarathon runner Luo Weiming held a celebration Friday to mark his third-place finish at the world's longest certified road race, the Sri Chinmoy Self-Transcendence 3,100-mile race held in New York every year. Participants run around the same park every day for more than a month until they tally up a total of more than 5,000 kilometers. This year, Lo was accompanied by his wife, who gave him all the support and encouragement to beat his new personal best at the marathon. Wearing flip-flops and with a steady pace, he reaches the finish line. This man holding Taiwan's national flag is 59-year-old Luo Weiming, who has for the second time completed a foot race of almost 5,000 kilometers in New York. This time around, he finished third, beating his own personal best and breaking the record for Asia. He is also the oldest runner to complete the race. The race took him 46 days, ending in October. Now back in Taiwan, Luo held an event to talk about his experience. I improved my personal best by two days. I'm very satisfied. I averaged over 107 kilometers every day to finish the race in just over 46 days. I'm satisfied. It's really not bad at all. And I managed to finish without any injuries. A lot of preparation and support went into his achievement. His wife, Xu Chunmei, helped him as much as she could along the way. Be it by massaging his legs to relax or by taking photos and videos to capture the best moments, Xu was present throughout the race. At last year's race, she was only able to accompany him virtually. But this year, she was at the finish line waiting for him. In the three days prior to the start of the race, I realized just how grueling the race is. You sleep just about three or four hours every day, and you have to eat food you're not used to eating. So I went over and cooked Chinese food for him. This time, having my wife with me filled me with confidence. With all this experience under his belt, Law hopes younger runners will stick to their training to keep besting their own records. Exciting news for basketball fans. NBA star Dwight Howard is finally here in Taiwan. The basketball player who was now with the Taoyuan Leopards touched down in Taiwan on Thursday night and wasted no time getting into training. Howard did two hours of practice on Friday at the Linko Civil Sports Center, happy to finally meet his teammates in person. His transfer to the T1 League in Taiwan is seen by many as a historic moment for Taiwan's pro basketball. Let's hear what he had to say. That was the first time I've seen these guys, so, oh man, it's been amazing. So happy to be here in Taiwan. The fans are great. People are amazing. Before I saw him playing in the NBA in the U.S., now he's here with us. I'm very happy. I had never played with an NBA player before. Howard's arrival in Taiwan has garnered much attention from both the media and fans. As the NBA star settles into his new life in Taiwan, fans hope he'll bring the local basketball scene to another level. The market for electricity generator rentals is booming. Thanks to the local elections and the lifting of COVID restrictions, Taiwan is seeing numerous events being held this fall. For generator rental companies, it's brisk business. 
But the aftermath of the pandemic also means problems for manufacturers and new generators are proving hard to source. That means prices could go up very soon. Someone has booked a rental generator. The rental company extracts it from the warehouse with a crane. Before being rented out, the generator is inspected carefully. Everything from the water tank and the engine oil to the diesel level. The switch's engine and power button must all be checked too. Then the voltage is tested and if everything's in good order, it's handed over to the customer. We're always really busy around election time. There are lots of big and small events, as small as borough wardens who want to hold a town hall event and need a generator. There are lots of city councillors holding campaign social evenings. We have about 40 or 50 bookings every weekend. Since the summer, Taiwan's COVID restrictions have melted away. There are loads of large-scale events right now. And with local elections ongoing, there's almost a shortage of generators. Not quite. What there certainly is a shortage of is new generators being produced by manufacturers. Deliveries of new machines are delayed. Because of the lack of labour and the lack of raw materials, and because the global pandemic lockdowns have only just finished, there's been a big increase in demand across the market. The delivery timeline used to be three months. These days, the delivery timescale could be anything from six months to two years. Inflation is affecting generators, power cables, diesel and electrical components. The price of labour is going up. And that means generator rental companies are mulling a price hike too. Next year, sources say, rates could be 10% higher. Taiwan's Industrial Technology Research Institute on Friday held its 11th laureate ceremony honoring five new laureates who have made outstanding contributions in field, such as semiconductor and green energy. President Tsai Ing-wen was on hand and she praised their achievements. Each three executives said a common theme in the new laureates' backgrounds was green sustainability. They hope the laureates have even more opportunities in the future to cooperate with Taiwanese companies and inject fresh ideas. The newly named laureates are lined up in a row. They are Sircom Corporation Honorary Chair Paul Wong, Eternal Materials Director and Senior Consultant T.F. Xiao, Delta Electronics Chair Yancy Hai, LCY Group Chair Boe Li, and Rontex Group President Samuel Yin. President Tsai Ing-wen personally bestowed medals and plaques upon the laureates and praised their contributions to Taiwan's industries. Our industries in emerging technology have been grown from scratch and we have greatly flourished. Every Ichu laureate has made important contributions to industries and the country. This time, Ichu has selected five laureates. Their biggest common features are sustainability, environmental change, and their contributions toward environmental, social, and corporate governance. Itri's five new laureates have been announced. The major enterprises they represent are not only putting all their efforts into technological innovation, but they also work toward building a circular economy, using green energies and being sustainable. Climate change is a very important issue, so this needs a lot of patience. Everyone is responding step by step. 
doing it together with the Ministry of Economic Affairs, the Industrial Development Bureau, and our clients. We waste so much electricity. Let's see how we can save it. If you find a good way of doing this, it's possible for a building to save roughly 30% of its electricity usage. Faced with global climate change, in addition to efforts from corporations, the government has also spared no efforts in integrating resources and providing assistance. Sustainable business is not only a challenge, but also an opportunity. Atree has also established a single window service. We hope to use it to serve our Taiwanese industries. Taiwan's government and corporations are leading the charge to take Taiwan's industries a step further in internationalization with the goal of attaining sustainable development. White House National Security Advisor Jake Sullivan said on Thursday the U.S. will inform Taiwan about the results of an upcoming meeting between the leaders of the U.S. and China. The statement comes after U.S. President Joe Biden confirmed he would speak face-to-face with Chinese leader Xi Jinping next Monday on the sidelines of the G20 summit in Bali. Let's hear what Sullivan said. We'll have the opportunity uh, as an administration to uh, brief Taiwan on the results of that meeting, and I'm confident that they will feel very um, secure and comfortable in the United States' position when it comes to uh, our support for peace and stability across the Taiwan Strait and our commitment to um, the Taiwan Relations Act. Sullivan stressed that the talks between Biden and Xi would help both sides better understand each other's priorities and intentions, resolve differences and determine areas where the two sides can actually cooperate. In an interview, Taiwan's foreign minister said he was looking forward to actions conducive to regional peace. Meanwhile, Beijing says its stance on the U.S. remains unchanged. Local elections are coming up, and this year there are many more young candidates than in the past. In Taipei and New Taipei alone, there are seven candidates in their 20s. They tout an innovative, fresh outlook on politics and say they'll represent the will of the next generation. Traditionally, young adults have rarely been elected. But Taiwan's political landscape is changing. Will voters give young challengers a chance this time? We'll find out on November 26. The candidate grasps the voters' hands firmly and implores him for his vote. Chen Shenwen's affable campaigning is a great advert for the next generation of local leaders. Then Chen jumps onto his campaign jeep to take a tour of the streets, hoping to make an impression on lots of voters. Young adults represent at least 20% of the general population. But I realize that in Da'an and Wenshan, for example, there are no elected representatives in their 20s. So I want to become an outlet for the will of young voters. Chen is excited about entering the council and becoming the voice of young people. At just 24 years old, he is this election's youngest city council candidate in the whole country. Hitting the street is a tried and tested campaign method, and that's his tactic. There are 96 boroughs in Da'an and Wenshan districts. I've been to each borough six or seven times or more. I think the most important thing when I visit places is to listen to people's thoughts, to take in their views. That's how I'll plan out a better blueprint for the future. 
There are seven candidates in the 20s across Taipei and New Taipei. Some people raise doubts about our age, such as a lack of experience. I think youth is a kind of dynamism. Young people also have a lot of innovative ideas. Being a young candidate is not an advantage, but being a young person with experience and professionalism is definitely my biggest advantage. I'm very proud to be a young person. I want to work hard to win more medical and educational resources for New Taipei. Young candidates must have a strong will and work hard to win the support of voters and to put pressure on sitting councillors. There is one fewer seat for Sungshan and Xinyi districts this time. There are also many new candidates, so it's very tense and we're feeling the pressure. Our schedule is packed from morning to night. For example, going to stand on the streets, in parks and in markets in the morning. If it's raining, we just keep on going. This sitting Taipei councillor is working hard to retain her support. As a new generation of young people emerges, we'll soon find out whether voters are ready to let the under-30s into governance. The Taiwan Medical Association condemned some opposition politicians on Friday for politicizing the government's fight against the COVID pandemic. The association's strongly worded statement came after politicians claimed the government had been ineffective and pointed out more than 10,000 cases of COVID-related deaths in Taiwan. The association's head, Zhou Qingming, said during the pandemic, Taiwan had one of the lowest death rates when compared with OECD nations. He added, the criticism is disrespectful to the thousands of workers who had put their lives on the line to fight COVID. Recently, opposition politicians have been criticizing the government's COVID measures during the pandemic saying that more than 10,000 people have died with COVID in Taiwan. The head of the Taiwan Medical Association, Zhou Qingming, says such criticism is an insult to medical workers. Weaponizing the deaths of 10,000 people is an offense to the hard work of all medical workers who have put their lives on the line. As the representative of 54,000 doctors around Taiwan who work to keep the public in good health, the Taiwan Medical Association does not approve of such statements. We truly find them unacceptable. The association furnished evidence to show the effectiveness of Taiwan's measures against COVID. Joe says that compared with nations in the Organization for Economic Cooperation and Development, Taiwan had the fourth lowest mortality rate at 490.8 per 1 million people. The Economist actually made a comparison of the excess deaths in each country, and Taiwan ranked in at the fourth lowest in the world. It has been very dangerous for medical workers on the front line. They have made a huge effort working tirelessly through these tough times and risking their lives. Caught in the crossfire of electoral campaigning, the Taiwan Medical Association released a statement saying that the hard work and effort from Taiwan's frontline medical workers was being politicized. 
Tainan's green pongkan, a small-sized orange with a refreshing taste, is one of Taiwan's many distinctive fruits. Appreciate for its sweet citrusy flavor, this fall, the fruit is being sold in Malaysia for the first time, as farmers expand into international markets. Green pongkans have traditionally been grown for the domestic market, but in the post-pandemic world, farmers are keen to find new buyers. Profits from exported fruit can be 30% higher than profits from domestic sales. It's the season for Taiwan's green pongkan, and exports are big this year. This entire refrigerated truck of green pongkans is going to be exported to Malaysia. The very highest quality fruits are selected and packaged up to head to Malaysia. Taiwan's friends abroad will get a delicious taste of the country through Tainan's pongkans. They'll be shipped far off to the tropical nation of Malaysia. Wherever you are in the Chinese diaspora or local, in fact, everyone can fall in love with Tainan's green pongkans. This has a kind of sweet, fresh and light flavour. I think it's very refreshing. This will be the green pongkans debut in Malaysia. Fruit farmers are full of hope. With a solid export system, they will feel more confident about stability in prices and retail avenues. We're testing the waters. Right now, we're going to export about seven tonnes and see how they go down in Malaysia. If it goes well, we can keep sending more. But selecting the best pongkans is a skillful endeavour. The skin must feel kind of smooth and shiny. It can't be too thin. The bottom needs to open. If it opens easily, the pongkan will definitely taste good. Historically, green pongkans have mainly been sold in Taiwan. In our post-pandemic world, farmers are testing out new export options and gaining experience. They hope to build the reputation and popularity of Tainan's produce in Malaysia and expand to international markets in the future. The George W. Bush Presidential Center has announced that President Tsai Ing-wen will take part in an upcoming online event on the theme of the struggle for freedom. Also taking part in the event will be Ukrainian President Volodymyr Zelensky and former U.S. President George W. Bush. The meeting will take place at 11 p.m. Taiwan time on November 16th. Back in June, President Tsai Ing-wen appeared virtually alongside Zelensky at the Copenhagen Democracy Summit. The presidential office has thanked the center for the invitation, adding that Tsai's participation shows that Taiwan, being on the front line for freedom and democracy, was getting more international attention and support.